morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another wild, whimsical Wednesday for Torch Report 445, How They Censor Everything. Friends, it is critical that we understand the weapons that are going, that are being uh, used against us, being used against the whole of humanity. And this, this is going to be a very juicy podcast, a lot to digest here. So let's go ahead and just jump in. I want to start off with a little front page news analysis from the traditional conservative vanguard of the trusted news initiative. That would be Fox News. Screenshot here from Fox News, several things annotated. Friends, hey, if you're listening on a pa- podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out Torch Report 445. You can see this spiffy annotated screenshot where it's saying, holy smokes, it's we're going nuclear. You know, the, the U.S. is flexing its military muscles on the world stage as tensions with North Korea reach a fever pitch. And... That's not the only thing I want to point on, uh, point out here. There are three things, in fact, I want to point out about Fox News this morning before just kind of casually discarding this rag into the trash. Uh, first thing is uh, right at the top of the Fox page there, Fox News is all in on the battle for democracy in 2024. That's code word for commies taking over the world. And there's no doubt in my mind, there should be no doubt in your mind that Fox, along with the rest of the Trusted News initi- Initiative, is going to be using AI to shore up the narrative to keep all the right-leaning people in their place, you know, safe and secure inside the cage of preconditioned party platforms. Now, the second thing I want to point out at Fox today is that they're leading the day with this going nuclear piece. And of course, that's that's just a great attention grabber, right? But is the U.S. really flexing its muscles on the world stage? Are we really even in a position to flex our muscles on the world stage? Honest question, you know. Have have tensions with North Korea really just reached fever pitch? I mean, all of the sudden, seemingly out of nowhere. What the hell is going on here? Could this just be some political posturing based on the new axis of evil we were discussing yesterday? I don't know for sure, but regardless, friends, you know, the U.S. did just launch an unarmed ICBM, an intercontinental ballistic missile, the Minuteman 3, to ensure safety and security. And I just love how those comforting trigger words, safety and security, are now being attached to the fever pitch tensions and the escalating threat of nuclear war. Ha! Probably just a coincidence. The third thing I want to point out from Fox News this morning is uh, perhaps the most disturbing one of all here. It's uh, considering the possibility of Kamala Harris stepping in as president. You know, it says on Fox, you know, Harris described the idea of possibly stepping into the role of president. Yikes, zoinks, what the hell? Can you imagine that? You know, uh, I, I imagine, I, I, I find it fascinating that Fox News is putting Kamala Harris considering stepping in as president on the front page days after Jill Biden caught COVID. You know, despite being all masked up and vaxed, uh, vaxed up, the first lady, you know, caught COVID and she caught COVID on the same day that New York Times uh, was running a piece on why Americans, you know, why the American people don't like Uncle Joe, right? I mean, the New York Times is calling out Uncle Joe and... 
Fox News says, hey, the times are changing because no matter how the government cooks the books, you know, gas prices are still at 63 percent, up 63 percent since Biden took office. Everything is astronomically expensive, historically high inflation, you know, uh, inner cities just imploding and all hell's breaking loose. Right. And those those are just a few examples of the pain that's being inflicted by Biden's booming economy. So you get the first lady coming down with COVID, you get the New York uh, Times calling out Uncle Joe's failures, and you get Fox, you know, talking about the times are changing. And I think on top of, you know, destroying the, the entire American way of life, I think people just don't like Joe Biden because he's kind of flat out unlikable. And maybe some liberals are kind of tired of proper, uh, proper, <laughs> tired of propping him up. You know, uh, there's really nothing to like about Joe Biden. Uh, and so could it be, you know, I, I mean, I, I could go off on just beating the feeble old sock puppet, but that would kind of be like beating on a dead horse. So before moving on, I just want to present to you a very provocative question. Could it be that the establishment is looking to off the old man with COVID? Could that be? I'm sure it would be a neat and tidy way of doing it, right? I mean, uh, it would also bolster the narrative. And it kind of looks like that's how they're shaping public perception. You know, if you were looking at the headlines out there, oh my gosh, Jill Biden tested positive for COVID amid a, a surge in U.S. cases. You know, the first lady, you know, tests positive. Uh, Biden and the first lady were together on the same day that she tested positive. So you start to put these pieces together, you know, if the first lady tested positive amid a U.S. Uh, cases surge of cases, and she was with poor old Joe on the same day she tested positive, oh no! You know, I mean, now Joe's got a mask back up. Now he's got to get another booster shot because the max, uh, the va- masks and the vaccines, they're safe and secure and all of that. And so, you know, I, I don't know. You just kind of look at it and see, hmm, what's going on here? I, I think one uh, might speculate. Whether the senile old sock puppet is at greater risk of dying from the bioengineered virus or the death jab. I don't know anybody's guess there. But I think either way, this would be a really easy way, it would be an easy setup for the deep state to sweep this used up old sock puppet into the dustbin of history. I speculate, friends. Is that why... Kamala Harris is suddenly describing the idea of possibly stepping into the role of the president. Holy hell! (laughs) Can you imagine what that might actually look like, friends? I cannot. It just, it hurts my brain just thinking about it. So moving on, let me ask you another question. How do you like your steak? Do you like your steak medium rare? Do you like your steak well done? You know, wipe its ass, knock off the horns. Where are you at on that spectrum? And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't really matter how you like your steak, because if bioethicist Matthew Liao uh, has anything to say about it, you're not going to like your steak at all. You may think you're a meat eater, but I'm telling you right now, you know, no joke. uh, This guy runs the New York School of Public Health. Uh, He's overseeing the Center for Bioethics. He turns out he has a TED Talk. He's trying to sell the idea that humans should be genetically modified to be intolerant to meat. Yes, my friends, you heard that correctly. This jackass Dr. Matthew Liao has said that we should genetically modify human beings to be intolerant to meat. Hold the phone. 
You know, to grasp the depravity of this warped, woke mind, I want to put it into context here. This is what the good doctor says. He says, and I quote, if we eat less meat, we could significantly reduce our greenhouse gas emissions. Now, some people would be willing to eat less meat, but they lack the willpower. Human engineering could help. We could artificially induce intolerance to meat, and in this way, we can create an aversion to eating eco-unfriendly food. Period. End quote. Wow. Human engineering could help. We could artificially induce intolerance to meat and create an aversion to eating eco-unfriendly food. <laughs> oh, man. I want to cuss so bad. <laughs> Get this. He says... Uh, genetically engineering the next generation is not a stretch. In fact, it is the next logical step, period, end quote. Genetically engineering the next generation, that's not a stretch. That's not weird. That's just the next logical step in these warped, twisted, sick people's minds. Now, I often talk about how people like this are, in fact, sick and twisted. But, can, I mean, can you imagine anyone in their right mind actually advocating to genetically modify human beings to be intolerant to meat. It's ludicrous, preposterous, it's utterly absurd. I mean, this is pure lunacy. And yet, this is exactly the kind of thinking that is currently driving the globalist agenda. Now, I was doing a little digging into Dr. Liao, and when I searched for him, some very interesting things came up. But before I get into that, I do want to kind of have a look at the man here. I put his little screenshot from the NYU School of Global Public Health website. He's the director for the Center of Bioethics. He's no small fry guy. This is, this is a, big, a big fish in the globalist pond here. Uh, and if you notice, again, School of Global Public Health. Global public health. If you're not familiar with the one agenda to rule them all, which if you've been with me for a while, you know about the one agenda to rule them all. But I mean, global public health is essentially the one agenda to rule them all. And in fact, the World Health Organization, they just recently released their latest global public health intelligence report. Put the link there for you to check it out if you'd like. Uh, it, it outlines <clears throat> their robust approach to public health intelligence. And just to kind of clarify there, that's just globalist slang. You know, when you, when you hear about the robust approach to public health intelligence, that's globalist slang for the great inescapable global socialist digital surveillance state, just as an FYI. And well, we will uh, actually be coming back to that here in just a minute. But th there's a twist in this story, friends. Here's the twist. Dr. Liao is, he is not only interested in genetically modifying humans to make them eat less meat. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty uh, high on his priority list, but he's also interested in altering what we remember or what we forget. He's interested in using new neurotechnologies to alter what we remember or forget. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, friends. As crazy as that sounds, I know it just sounds, Luke, you got it. You lost your mind, buddy. You had just one too many cups of coffee. What's, what, what's, what's, are you okay? You know, I just wanted to include the video 
of this jackass Dr. Liao, Matthew Liao, talking about altering what we remember and forget with new neurotechnologies. I'm sure he's going to be layering that strategy on top of genetically modifying human beings to eat less meat. Uh, But just, you know, just to point out the obvious, you know, this guy is a walking, talking globalist quack, right? Uh, if you if you look at his resume, he has a long line of disturbing research, you know, all kinds of things. Uh, but I don't want to get lost in the weeds here. Uh, instead, I want to kind of focus in a little bit. Instead of zooming out, we're going to zoom into the details here. I want to connect three very significant dots that virtually no one else on the planet seems to be connecting right now. Uh, the first dot is weaponized artificial intelligence. A lot of people talking about that, but have they connected weaponized artificial intelligence to the second dot, which is bioengineering and the transformation of human consciousness? A few people talking about that, maybe, but have they connected that to the third significant dot, which is the insidious new science of infodemiology? Remember the infodemic. Now, That brings us back to the WHO, uh, the World Health Organization, and their one agenda to rule them all. And I wanna, I'm gonna share a little screenshot in the report today. Uh, It's coming directly from the WHO's page on COVID-19. I strongly encourage you to go click through and poke around and see what these shysters are up to. But in the interest of time, I wanna highlight some of the uh, critical insights and I want to emphasize what I believe is the greatest threat of them all here. If we look at the World Health Organization's website, uh, first I wanna point out that the WHO is directing, uh, they're directing global health policy via advice, right? They've got a whole column on advice. They have advice for policymakers, advice for the public, advice for healthcare workers and administrators. You know, they've got advice for everything, right? And they even have a dedicated dashboard for recommendations that allow them essentially to streamline the dissemination of their socialist policies and propaganda to countries all around the world. This is top-down control. It's on full display for anyone to see, but I'm sure you can guess how many people in the general general public are are actually aware of any of this stuff, all these policy advices and uh, advice for policymakers, etc. Now, the greatest threat, that said, uh, the greatest threat actually lies under the banner of the infodemic management. They got a little tab there. You click on it, and it will blow your mind. If uh, yeah, this, this is where aspiring tyrants can go. They go to the WHO, they click on infodemic management, and they can learn to censor public discourse in the name of the greater good. They can shut down political dissent in the name of the greater good, and they can do it with these spiffy new algorithms. And you could even, I mean, one might even uh, sign up for the new infodemic management 101 course or the slew of other courses that they have uh, designed to train the useful idiots on stopping the spread of misinformation, okay? And this is, this, friends, this is where it really gets juicy here, okay? Try to digest this headline, if you will. It comes from a July 6th, 2023 WHO news release. The headline is, and I'm just going to read it for you, 
Introducing Rapid Social Listening and Infodemic Insights for Action. WHO and UNICEF launch manual on six steps to build an infodemic insights report. That's the title. (laughs) So, you know, Introducing Rapid Social Listening and Infodemic Insights for Action. WHO and UNICEF launch manual on six steps to build an infodemic insights report. Wow, what does that mean? In a nutshell, it means that the global cabal is now mainstreaming rapid social listening, and they're training nations on how to shut down political dissent without the public even knowing it. That's what it means. Of course, that's not how they're selling it. But friends, I do assure you that is exactly what they are doing. I've reported on the social listening many times before, so now they're introducing rapid social listening, which, uh, you know, what you need to understand I think here is that what we all need to understand, what everybody needs to wrap their head around is that these strategies for rapid social listening, you know, like all the rest of the WHO's advice, these strategies are directly targeting local health departments. Okay. It's, it's not just, oh, the WHO has rapid social listening and advice for policymakers. No, they are targeting local health departments. In other words, these strategies are going to be deployed in your community, and they probably already are. Uh, If you just consider uh, who the Manual of Infodemic Insights is actually designed for, I put a little excerpt here. It says, the Manual for Infodemic Insights is designed to be used by people in infodemic management. Pause. That's state censorship, okay? Uh, So used by people in infodemic management functions within UN agencies, global level, national level, public health institutes, national, federal level, local health departments, that's your own hometown, and then also fact-checking organizations and community-based organizations. So, I mean, if you really think about it, this global to local level integration is is just about as impressive as it is disturbing. They've been working at this for a really long time. But there's two things I want to point out here, okay? First, never, ever, ever, ever forget that targeting misinformation with social listening is rooted in political censorship. They've been using this strategy... Uh, since 2015, they've been using it. They've used it for over 282 political interventions all around the world. And the second thing, in uh, just yesterday, to kind of bring it back home, okay, they've been using social listening, weaponized AI for political interventions since 2015. Yesterday, September 5th, 2023, uh, Jim Jordan dropped the latest Facebook files, which document how the White House has been partnering with big tech and using fabricated statistics created by foreign activists to literally censor everything. That is a direct quote. They want everything censored across all social media platforms, according to the esteemed Representative Jim Jordan. So you see, my friends, rapid social listening, which is weaponized AI. It allows foreign activists to fabricate data out of thin air. They can pretend that they're fact checkers, and then they can provide their cleverly phrased recommendations, their advice, their their polished propaganda to local policymakers and other community-based organizations. These are the people that make decisions on how you live your life, and it does not matter. If the misinformation that they're fact checking and, and advising on, it doesn't matter if it's deemed to be health related 
or if it's dubbed as election interference or extremist violent rhetoric or whatever. You know, the tools are the same. The tools are weaponized AI, social listening, and these tools are already in place, already being used all around the world, and the WHO is just effing giddy about it, says the World Health Organization, and I quote, the appetite to gain new skills for infodemic management continues to grow, period, end quote. Wow, they've got this appetite for new skills on state-sponsored censored, uh, state censorship, woohoo, you know? Ah, <laughs> I don't know, friends. If you remember yesterday, I was pointing out uh, the various ways the media was instilling f a fresh round of fear, right? The uh, killer on the loose sort of fear. Now, in that context, I want you to try to imagine weaponized AI using rapid social listening to monitor the pulse of humanity. Have they sufficiently spooked the herd? Well, if they have or they haven't, you know, they can deploy clinically proven applied psychology to facilitate behavioral change. We've talked a lot about this. That means essentially uh, they could get people spooked into voting for a half-dead brainless scumbag to shuffle into a second term as president, just as one example. You know, all of the sudden you start to think, wow, the insanity is starting to make sense. That's why people are acting so strange. No wonder liberals are now siding with a bunch of fascist tyrants. Jeez, you know? Ah, anyway, friends, I see the time here. I'm going to wrap it up. But I, I, I do want to leave you with a little reminder of how this transformation of human consciousness works in real life. Okay, we've, The psychologists have known this for a long time, decades. So, quotings from some highly esteemed clinical psychologists way back in Torch Report 330, the inescapable surveillance state, and I quote, it is now, and I'm quoting clinical psychologists, okay, it is now technical po technically possible to bring the human mind into a condition of enslavement and submission. We are beginning to see ever more clearly how the totalitarians use menticide deliberately, openly, unashamedly as part of their official policy as a means of consolidating and maintaining their power. They put people into a state of fear, but that's only the first part of the process. That, that, that putting people in a state of fear, that's known to create a menticidal hypnosis. These are clinical terms, menticidal hypnosis. This involves the conscious part of the personality no longer being fully alert or conscious to his or her actions or behaviors. And thus, the brainwashed person lives in a trance, repeating the mantras of the dictator. Period. End quote. Our vaccines are safe and secure. Our vaccines are safe and secure. You know, the spooky part, friends, is that they can influence the mind so slowly and indirectly that they, we might even, most people don't even realize that it's happening. We might not even know what they've done to us. That's what the science says. You know, try to imagine what now what they can do with this new neurotech that can make us forget things. You know, I don't know, friends. All I gotta say is resist. We must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please go to the website, take the time to find the heart, find the heart, click the heart, give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild, whimsical Wednesday. And I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.